I am your host of a Pen and a Napkin Podcast, the weekly coaching clinic you can carry around with you in your pocket. Welcome to the coaching staff. Welcome back to the coaching staff. Episode number 30. And this week, we are going to talk about individual postseason meetings and kind of some of the do's and the don'ts that you have with your individual postseason meetings. But Tony, episode number 30, whose jersey are we talking about this week? And I tell you what, I got about five or six pretty good ones here that are pretty noteworthy athletes that wore the number 30 or are still wearing episode or uh uh wearing jersey number 30 who are the big 30s that are out there are we talking all sports or do we got i got three basketball players a football player and two baseball players i am drawing a blank on 30s okay uh one of them is still playing basketball redefine huh NBA? NBA. Redefine the game. Steph. Steph Curry. There you go. There you got one of them. Um, second basketball player. Marv Albert's famous favorite player of the mid-80s for the New York Knickerbockers. Is that Bernard King? Bernard King, yes, and it counts. <laughs> and the third one. Uh, mastered the art of technical fouls. NBA champion, University of North Carolina. Rashid? Rashid Wallace. See, there you go, buddy. All right, you want baseball or football next? Oh, we might as well get baseball out of the way. That's probably my weaker. Uh, Probably the best baseball player of our late childhood, early young adulthood. The sweetest swing in baseball history, in my opinion. Junior? Ken Griffey Jr. There you go, buddy. And then... Uh, he beat the crap out of Robin Ventura one night. Oh, Nolan. Nolan Ryan. There you go. One more left. Football player. Uh, Hall of Fame, Hall of Famer, but only played like four full seasons. Maybe five. (sighs) Running back. Bears? Nope. Browns? Nope, but it does start with a B. Whew. So then... Bengals or Bills or... Nope, keep going. Dang. Um, not the Bears, not the Bengals, not the Bills, not the Browns. Help, help John Elway win two Super Bowls. Oh, Terrell Davis. Terrell Davis. There, see, you got all six of them, buddy. It only took me a half hour. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. 26 minutes. Anyway... <laughs> Uh, uh, no, so hey, that's uh, jersey number thirty here. So uh, there, there was oh, too many, too many to pick one. Too many great ones to pick one. So I thought we'd go that route this week. So uh, this week we want to talk about individual postseason meetings, and I got about six things written down, Tony. I don't know what you got ready to go. Uh, you want me to get started? Yeah, sounds like you've got a lot of homework done. Yeah, okay. Um, I think the first thing that you do before you have your individual postseason meetings is I think you have your a team meeting. Um, and my opinion, 
again, just my opinion, my experience, wait till after your banquet to do all of this stuff. I think it's just better that way. You've closed the door on one season. You're opening the door on the next one. Uh, so if you choose or if it's your tradition in your program to have a banquet, I would wait until uh, after your season's over or after your banquet to do all this stuff. But I think that it's good before you have your individual meetings to have your, your team meeting and just kind of explain uh, what, you know, what you're looking for for the summer, some of the, the you know, at this point, you've thought about what we need to do better, uh, what some of our emphasis going to be, and, and that gives the kids a little bit of an idea as they come into these meetings with you uh, that that they know what you are looking for to a degree. Uh, coming in like okay here's the big picture we need to do this better we need to rebound better we've got to get stronger we've got to get more athletic uh, what, whatever your mission may be I think it's good that you have that team meeting before you have the individuals come in so that they like I said they've got a, a perception of what you're looking for so that's my number one there Tony yeah and you know Marty I think a good thing that you bring up is the banquet puts the end the punctuation mark whatever at the end of one season, and then you give a little bit of time, whether that's a week, two weeks, three weeks, whatever, and then you go into the other one, mm -hmm. um, whether that's team or whether that's individual. And I 100% um, agree with that because to me that kind of kicks off your, you know, if we're going by this 2023-24 season, and then, like you said, you've given them kind of a heads up in terms of, hey, this is where I'm going with things. This is where I see us. And so they kind of have a cheat cheat sheet, if you will, mm -hmm. as they get ready to come into that individual meeting and they have a little bit of an idea of what you're going to be stressing. Yep. And so I think those are those are all good suggestions. Um, you know, and, and as you go through, one of the things that I also think that you, you kind of emphasize in these meetings is really stress those things that are super important. So for example, um, I don't believe you can ever shoot the ball too much in Correct. terms of, you know, you want to get up as many shots as you possibly can over the summer. I mean, it's like anything. If you want to learn how to fly an airplane, I mean, you can read manuals, you can take classes, you can do whatever. But the biggest thing in, learn, in terms of learning how to fly an airplane is to sit in the cockpit and, and fly the airplane. And that's the same thing with shooting. You know, you just have to get shots up. You know, a lot of times people talk about, well, you know, you really got to focus on form. And I'm, don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm, I'm big in terms of form. But here's the thing. If you promise me you're going to shoot it so much, I really think that it kind of, uh, I wouldn't necessarily say wipes away form issues, but if you're just going to keep shooting and shooting and shooting it, you don't necessarily have to have perfect form. And if you just keep working on your shot, that's that's super important. Yeah, you're, comp you're, you're compensating for it. Yes. Yeah. And then the other thing that, that kind of goes along those same lines is we really stress a lot of like weightlifting and plyometrics and stuff like that. Unfortunately, our strength guide does that throughout the summer. And, mm -hmm. you know, I think being in the weight room, being in, you know, to do some of those, those calisthenics and plyometrics and, and different things like that together in the summer and kind of sweat it out a little bit. I think that's super important as well. And so that's one thing I think that if kids would do, you would see it hide a lot of those, those other things that sometimes we get concerned about when you become more explosive and faster mm -hmm. and stuff like that. It kind of, it kind of hides those warts, if you will. And the other thing by becoming stronger and faster and different things like that, it improves their confidence. And that's a big part of it too, yeah. because if you believe you can, you're probably there. Yeah. But if you know, if you, if you tell yourself you can't, you definitely won't be able to do it. 
Yep. Um, I like that, Tony. I, I, I like all of that stuff. Um, and, and we've set up like for us, it's uh, the, the phrase that I came up with was snipers and sureness. You know, we got to shoot it better and we got to take better care of the ball, you know, and, and, and so that's going to be, that's going to be the theme up, up until, you know, the preseason time. And, and so the kids know that after our, our, our group meeting, um, once you get down to that individual meeting with, with the player, Tony, what are, uh, give us, give us one thing that, that you, that you will do or that you have done in the past, uh, to make that a positive thing, both for, uh, the coach and the player. The very first thing I do is I tell them what they do well, mm-hmm. because I think a lot of times, you know, we, we sit there and we talk about what kids don't do. Well, you don't shoot the ball great. You don't handle it great. You don't block out. And, you know, I think the very first place to start is tell them what they do well. Yeah. Um, you know, and to, to highlight that, it just really makes sure that you start off with a positive. I think that is super, super important for them to hear right away. This is what you can do. Yeah. And so that's that's where I would start the meeting right out of the gate is I would tell them, hey, these are the three, four, five things, whatever it may be. That I think that you do super well. Mm-hmm. What I do, and again, take it for what it's worth, um, I have three things that they that they do well. So for each kid, whether they're the best player or the worst player in our program, here's here's three things that that I really believe that you do well. And I put, you know, I try to put good thought into it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to make sure that the kids feel good about the the sit down dis- discussion that we have. And and then I put down and and I've really evolved. I used to do 3 and 3. And then I read some Mike Neighbor stuff, and I, I think it was James Clear with uh, Bright Spots or Atomic Habits. Sorry, mm-hmm. Atomic Habits. And uh, so I have changed. I've evolved. I just give them one big thing that I think they need to work on uh, in the off season, and uh, I just did some of that actually the last couple of days because we're getting ready to start this process in our in our own program. But we we did, uh, you know, it might be as something as you know. Hey, you need to extend your your range out to the three point line. Um, you know, for another player, it might be uh, just don't beat yourself up after mistakes. I really want you when you when you play this summer to to just play through your mistakes. You know, you're going to be working on your passing, shooting, and ball handling. Okay, but here's here's something. So it doesn't necessarily have to be a skill. Sometimes it's a mentality that you're saying that you want a, a player to work on. Uh, but I give them this sheet. I print it out. We walk through it. I get, you know, when we get done with it, hey, does this make sense to you? Do you have any questions on it? Do you think this is fair? I think is a question that I often ask of the kids because I don't want them to feel like I'm I'm picking on them or anything like that. Uh, and and so I I I definitely put it in that vein of of you know that that type of way so that that it's good it's good for the kids and and they're seeing a lot more positive than they are what they need to work on. Coaches, do you want to look good? Stupid question. Of course you want to look good. We all want to look good. You know what's the best way to look good? Buying yourself some a pen and a napkin merchandise. We've got some really, really good looking stuff here. We've got t-shirts and sweatshirts, and you are not going to regret picking that up. T-shirts are $22 a piece. Sweatshirts are $30 a piece. If I need to mail it to you, it's just $5 shipping and handling to get this good looking stuff out to you. Coaches, I appreciate all that you've done for me over the last three years or so with a pen and a napkin. I hope I've been able to help you out. Might as well come out and help out the Twitter handle and the podcast by ordering some a pen and a napkin merchandise. And like I said, 
you get to look good. If you're interested in ordering, you can DM me on Twitter at a pen and a napkin, send me a direct message, or you can email me a pen and a napkin at gmail.com, and I'll get you those ordering details so that you can order some a pen and a napkin merchandise. I'm going to throw one out here, Tony. Um, I think it, in a perfect world, it's good to have another coach in the meeting with you. Now, I've kind of, I've, I've, I understand why you would want another coach. I think overall, it's a good thing. Sometimes I think like having, you know, two coaches, one player, sometimes the players get a little intimidated perhaps by that a little bit. Uh, but I think it's good to have another adult in the room with you uh, when you're having these discussions uh, so that, so that they, uh, you know, they have a good idea or they, you know, well, no coach was very clear, um, you know, Coach Plum told Mary that, you know, this was the thing that was holding her back from playing more on varsity, and she hasn't gotten better at that. And we discussed this with her last March or last April, whatever it may be. And I think that's a, I think that's a positive thing to have in there as well. Is is if you could have another assistant, if you can have one of your assistants in there as you have these meetings, uh, I, I think that's I think that's a, a good thing. So that was my next thing, Tony. Yeah, I think that's very important to have someone. And, you know, one of the things that I thought you brought up that was good was, you know, you don't want to have, you know, like five adults in there or three or four, whatever, to mm-hmm. intimidate them. But if there is an assistant coach, like if you're an assistant coach, because they can be the good cop, and I don't want to say a friend, but they can be the good cop. And if they want to be in there, maybe kind of provide that light in the mood a little bit. You mm-hmm. know, it's not an inquisition where you're out to get them or anything like that. Another thing that I, I think that you want to do is to make it a conversation mm-hmm. um, where it's not you listing off bullet point after bullet point, but you, know, you kind of talk through these things and, you know, to have have evidence to back it up, you know, in terms of, you know, you shot, uh, you know, only took five three pointers the entire year. We'd like to see you improve your range or you shot 25% from the three point range. We really feel like you need to work more on, you know, whether you get whatever shooting apparatus the gun or whatever you have um you know it's it's a work on getting that up and to become a mid-30s to upper 33 point shooter it's going to require work in order for that to happen and you know i i like what you said earlier is that fair and to make it a conversation between you know all those involved rather than somebody just kind of being talked to or you know talked out i should say Mm -hmm. um in different things there. So I think that conversation piece is super important as well. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I have my players do is I have them fill out a postseason questionnaire and I have them turn it into me before the meeting. So I've got a chance to kind of, you know, prepare myself, you know, I've prepared them for what I'm thinking of. It's kind of good for me to have the opportunity to kind of see, okay. And, and, and I, and I really try to say, please give me honest feedback. You know, if, if I've made mistakes, and I'm sure I have, you know, please let me know. I know there's things I could do better, uh, whatever that may be. So uh, so we really emphasize that to our kids. I think our kids do a pretty good job with that. Um, and, I, and I think you have to be willing to listen to honest feedback, uh, to have the kids, uh, you know, if you have not done something well. Uh, whether that's communication or culture or the, the kids feeling like this or whatever it may be, I, I think you have to be willing to listen to that and accept that constructive criticism and and confront it and, and you know, be ready to say, hey, yeah, you know what, Mary, I've really thought about this and a couple other people have said it and looking back on it, yeah, that's this is something I definitely could have done better this year. And so, uh, 
it, so I, I I think one of the things that that's one of the things that we do is is we have a little one page questionnaire. Like there's a lot of good things on there. It's pretty simple, but I, I think it's pretty all encompassing on a lot of different things to again give them an opportunity to 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 speak up a little bit, so to speak, before you have this one on one meeting. So, what else you got, buddy? I would provide them with resources. So it's a situation where if you want them to shoot, give them a shooting workout. One that I've used, you know, with with players with success uh, has been the Steve Alford shooting workout, mm-hmm. where there are you know a quick way to get up. 200, 250 shots, whatever it may be, depending upon what all you're having them work on. Um, if it's ball handling, hey, here's some two ball drills that I want you to work on. Um, you know, whatever it may be, but you just have uh, resources to share with them as well so that it's not just, hey, I want you to get some shots up. Here's some intentional purposeful these are the type of shots i want you to get up uh here is the ball handling workout you know i want you to do um you know just so that they have those uh to be able to file away and refer to otherwise you know it's one of those things if you don't have something that you're shooting for uh you're gonna you're gonna miss the mark every time mm-hmm. um i got two more things here tony uh how many more you got i think just one okay so i'll take this and then and then we'll bounce it back to you i think it's uh, I think it's good that you are prepared to maybe write down some notes, and I think I think you tell that to your uh, to your player. Hey, Billy, uh, if 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 I just take a second and and I start writing some things down, I might write down a few things here in our conversation just for my own recollection. Just letting you know that if I start doing that, that's what's going on here, you know. And and I think that it's good instead of just relying on memory, especially if it's just you and the player, uh, and there's not an assistant coach in the room with you if you know i think that it's good that you that you jot down some thoughts or or some key points to the conversation uh so that you know you can say hey you know we we did uh address strength and and he you know billy's got to be able to bench press more you know we want to see him get 20 percent better on his bench press over the summer or you know whatever it, whatever it may be but to have that documentation that you know these were the things that were said during the conversation i think that's a, a really really important thing there so uh that's my second to last one uh what do you got buddy uh one thing you know you kind of alluded to this a little bit is we want them to be able to have something to chart down what they've been doing Mm-hmm. Um, and so whether that, Hey, I shot for a half hour, I shot for two hours or I did ball handling for 15 minutes. I jumped rope for 15 minutes or, or whatever. So we want to be able to give them something, whether it's a calendar, whether it's some type of thing for them to be able to record it on. And I really haven't done this here, but in other stops that I've been to, uh, we would have, if they reached a certain amount of time of working on their game for the week, uh, we would have like a Sunday night league. And then after the league, we would stop at like an ice cream place. And if they had met their, their stuff, I would buy it. Not that they couldn't get it and join, enjoy the ice cream with us, but they had to hit their, their workout for the week. You know, they could still buy their shake or their ice cream cone on their own, but if they hit their workout stuff then we would go ahead and the the uh program would buy their cone or sunday or whatever the case may be but that mm-hmm. was one thing and some people well you're trying to bribe them uh maybe a little bit yeah yeah you are yeah you are uh, sorry buddy i didn't mean to cut you off but no, uh, that, that's what that's what i had yeah yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. We were. Yeah. yeah you are i mean you know we're we try to bribe them with uh you know not, you know we we have our wall of 
of honor thing and and you want to i you know i think that like you're talking about ice cream i believe jim weeks who's a uh, a very popular or a very highly successful coach here in the state of Nebraska. Uh, he would drive around Beatrice, and if if he saw a kid shooting in his driveway, he'd stop by and give him a you know free Sunday coupon to Dairy Queen in Beatrice or something like that. You know, and so those are little things that you could do for players that that there that's a big deal. You know, coach I'm, coach made me buy ice cream. Yeah, I made coach buy me ice cream. Excuse me. So I, I think that's I think that's a I think that's a big part of it. So. Um, last thing I've got, Tony, and, and this is kind of the, the hard thing about these meetings is, is sometimes you have to have tough conversations, uh, with these end of the year meetings. You, you have a, you have a junior that's going to be a senior and, you know, Billy, if we started the season today, you're, you're probably number 10 or number 11, and we're only going to play eight or nine. And you know, not to say that that can't change, but here's where things are. And I think a, an important part of these individual meetings in the spring is to be really, really honest and transparent about where a player is at this time in your program, where, where they're at on your ladder. Uh, I've always thought that it's better to be uncomfortable for 10 minutes than miserable for 10 months. Um, and, and I don't like having those conversations, uh, 99% of the kids that I've ever coached have been awesome kids. And when you have to tell a kid, hey, you know, this is kind of where things are. And as a junior, this is where I see you at. Or as a, going into your senior year, this is kind of where I see you at. And we're going to, you know, and again, you have, you know, one of the things that I put on our team sheet, um, you know, when we had our meeting was if you liked where you ended up last year, that's great, but guess what? Somebody wants your spot. If you didn't like where you were at at the end of the year, work hard, get better. It's a new season, and you got the opportunity to to get better, you know. And and so I I think that those tough but necessary, honest and transparent conversations with your players have to happen during this time. Otherwise, you're just asking for trouble in December and January because at some point you're going to have the conversation and the conversation is Billy's not going in and Timmy and Fred and Pete are and that's in a way having that conversation and if you don't have that conversation beforehand there's a lot more that can go wrong than can go right in that scenario. And I think the key part there is the honesty you know uh we, we have coaches who maybe want to try to be friends with their players mm-hmm. and maybe avoid those tough, honest conversations. And I think when it's found out that they didn't tell the truth, that hurts their integrity. That hurts their, uh, you know, character with the player. And I would be rather be someone who told people the truth than what they wanted to hear, because I think that earns you respect and that's something that, that, you know, like I said, is earned. It's not just given. And I think I would be rather be respected than liked. Don't get me wrong. I mean, mm-hmm. people like to be liked. Everybody Absolutely. likes to be liked. Yeah, you want to be liked. But... Are you liked for the right reasons? Yeah. Are you liked because you have high character? Are you liked because you tell the truth? Are you liked 
you know, because you put things for people to understand. And so um, I just think that that's important. Like you said, have that honest conversation this spring, because if they go out and they earn it, because that's the things that we really, really want in life. They're hard and they got to be earned and they're not just going to be given to, Oh, here's a spot. They're not going to respect that. Mm -hmm. You got to make them earn it and and be honest with them. Yes, absolutely. Thousand percent. So anything else, buddy? No, I think we hit on a lot of good things there. Uh, You know, like you said, it's, it's an important part of it and it's something that is, is very, very necessary. And if you, if you do it right, you're going to have a very, fruitful and 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 successful summer and if you avoid it and and don't put in the work and and different things there you're gonna you're gonna stunt your growth yep coaches you know just as well as i do that we're always looking for new and different ways to motivate our players and programs but sometimes it's hard to find that perfect source that we're looking for over the past 25 years i've collected hundreds of handouts to help motivate my players and programs and now i'd like to share some of my favorites with you the A Pen and a Napkin 101 Best Handouts Booklet is now available for you, to you for only $15. In this booklet, you'll find motivational material for all types of situations and individuals to help you communicate your values to your players and program. For ordering information, you can either DM me on Twitter or email me at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com for details. There it is, Tony. We're only at the at the taping of this. I think we're only twelve days away from seeing Europe live in Fort Calhoun, Nebraska. I'm under a lot of pressure to get an opening act. Uh, Tony, you want to know who I was in talks with this week because our, our our last artist, Thomas Dolby, he apparently he had been blinded by science and was able unable to perform. Uh, so, uh, would you like to know, Tony? What's the door open with this week? What's that? What door have you opened up with this week? Ah, uh, well, it's the cutting crew. Because oh, I've just big. I've just died in your arms tonight. <laughs> it must have been something you said. I should have walked away. Which great song, by the way. It's just a great yeah. song. Great song. So 1985, I believe, is when that one came out. So uh, we'll see if the cutting crew can open for Europe on Saturday, April the 1st at Fort Calhoun High School uh, for our third annual Coaches Clinic. Uh, starting to get a lot of registrations in. Really excited to have folks. Get them in, folks. Get them in. We, you know, By the time you hear this, uh, we're about a week away. So uh, we need to get a head count for food and that type of thing. So please let me know. Uh, so that we can get everybody taken care of for uh, Saturday, April the first. So, uh, Tony, it's my I, I volunteer trivia. We we went with the double trivia last week, and this week I've got it, buddy. Are you ready? All right. All right. Yeah, I thought after the thirty, you know, I might have got, I might have <laughs> used up all my all my mojo. <laughs> well, let's see if you got a little mojo every left over. You know, uh, you stole my mojo. <laughs> <laughs> 25 minutes we lost him. all right here we go uh the cinderella the overall the the darling of the men's march madness was of course fairly dickinson who upset purdue but of course they lost in the round of 32 to 
Florida Atlantic. The highest-seeded team in the Sweet 16 is, of course, the Princeton Tigers, Tony. Were you aware of that? Uh, yeah, okay. I believe so. Yes. Princeton, two wins away from the Final Four as an Ivy League non-scholarship program. Trivia for this week, Tony. Who was or what was the last Ivy League program to make the Final Four in Division One men's basketball? So I'll give you. I'll give you a very. I think it's a good hint. I don't. I don't know if it's a great hint. It's a very, very, very famous Final Four. The the year. <laughs> this year's Final Four, the championship game, is still the most watched championship game in history. So that would be UCLA, Houston. No, Indiana State, Michigan State. Or was it Houston, UCLA? I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> I mean, I know. I, I thought I saw something the other day that said it was uh, Indiana State, Michigan State. What year was that? Uh, we're talking bird and magic, so we're probably 1980. Was it two or four? Mm, too late. Too late, 79. 1979. What school? So 1979, you got the year, you got the final four. What what Ivy League institution was it? Oh, man. You got eight to pick from. Yeah. And I got into all eight, so. <laughs> oh, man. Because obviously we've got Yale, we've got Harvard, Brown, Princeton. Sit here and just name all eight. Never get to the school. I gotta have a guess. Oh man. Let's go with I can't I mean I, I Little Bradley would have been before seventy nine, so I don't think it's Princeton. Okay. Um man. What do you got, buddy? Let's go with Harvard. Incorrect. You got two guesses left. Let's try Yale. Incorrect. You got one guess left. Crap. I believe it is the southernmost Ivy School. I'll go with Brown, but I don't think it's Brown. You are incorrect. Dang it. Who we got? University of Pennsylvania, the Quakers. Oh, the Quakers. Yes, and the fourth team in that final four was the DePaul Blue Demons. So our good friend was it Ray Meyer? Ray was Meyer. the coach there. Yeah. Ray Meyer, yeah. Mark Aguirre. Terry Cummings. Yeah. Yeah, good. They good, were good. Good, yeah, pretty good. So um so yeah, yeah, that was good, buddy. You get you get you got the year right. You got all the other teams kind of right, you know. You got Bird and Magic, you know. So, yeah, that was that was solid. Between that and your solid work with the number thirty, I'm going to give you a solid A minus for trivia knowledge this week. I would have given you a full A if you'd have got the trivia question right. 
but it, I don't know if you could have given me another 20 minutes. I don't know if I would have got <laughs> Pennsylvania with the Quakers. Yeah. I'm still trying to think of anybody on that team, if I would be aware of anybody who oh, played. I think they played Michigan State. I think they got boat raced. I think they, they lost got, by like 40. Yeah. yeah, they got thumped. So, um, how's your bracket? <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I'm part of the group that doesn't have anybody perfect. You know, I had, I got the Furman upset over Virginia. You did. I obviously yes, you got did. A, mud hole stomped in them and uh you go through and take a look at the rest of my bracket not good uh losing marquette yesterday hurt i think that was one of my final four that was mine um, as well yeah yeah but my champ's still alive alabama so mm-hmm. yeah how about yours uh awful i got six teams left um the whole region with purdue nothing nothing there um i think in creighton the one with creighton I got three of the four. I got Alabama, San Diego State, and Creighton. And then I had Arizona like most everybody else did. Uh, I'm going by memory. I've got it at school. Um, but I, I've still got um, I still got Gonzaga. I've still got UCLA. Um, Penn State losing was a big one for me. They lost that tough game to Texas. So uh-huh. that, that hurt my bracket. Um, but, uh, you know... I you know you knew it was going to be crazy. You know, I thought there would be more upsets. The upsets that we had were really really big upsets, but we yeah. didn't have a lot of twelve fives or ten you know ten sevens. I thought there'd mm-hmm. be a lot of those, and and it was pretty chalky, other than the big big upsets um, with you know Fairleigh Dickinson and and I guess you know Furman was a four thirteen, but that's that's a mm-hmm. that's still a pretty big upset. I think anything yeah. after twelve five is a pretty big upset. And Princeton uh, getting through to the Sweet Sixteen, and it wasn't like they they snuck through in that round of thirty two game. They killed Missouri. Yeah, absolutely, which shocked me. Yeah, because M- Missouri had given a lot of teams fits with their style of play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was I was very surprised by that. So, um, you know, we'll 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 see. You know. No repeat champion. Kansas knocked out by Arkansas. Uh, Tony, if if ever you see me after a big win, jump on the scorer's table and rip my shirt off. Just just tack, tackle me right there. <laughs> Sorry, Coach Muss, if you ever listen to this. Uh, but, uh, you know, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to keep all my clothing intact, I think, if, if we get to that point. So, uh, but, yeah, it's been a great tournament. Women's tournament has been has been terrific. Uh, Stanford went down last night. Yeah. Indiana is in a little bit of trouble right now. Oh, are they? I haven't. I have. Yeah. I didn't. Since we started taping, I didn't look at any scores. But they're uh, down four with a little under two to go in the third quarter. Oh, okay. Um, you know the fighting Carter Plums um, got sent home by Virginia Tech. Just played a really, really poor first half, which is is frustrating for them because uh, they, you know, I think they were. Not to say that they were better than Virginia Tech, but I, I, you know, they, you know, it's kind of one of those. Gosh, you know, uh, I wish we would have played better. But he had a, he had a. We, we haven't had a chance to talk to him yet because he got back home like at one thirty in the morning last night, and uh, he's been at class today and all that other stuff. So I'd just be interested to see how everything went and and how much he enjoyed. You know, I, th- I think he really enjoyed the experience, and it was uh, they got a win. They beat USC, and then. You know, like I said, Virginia Tech really jumped out on them pretty big in that first half and just too big of a hole to climb out of against any team, let alone one of the top four teams in the country. So, um, Now, Marty, what do you think about the women 
doing the the top two seeds get to host in the you know the men play a little bit more in a neutral site than what the women do w- what are your thoughts and i know some really really like it obviously here in you know in iowa with the hawkeye women being able to host the first two rounds there mm-hmm. uh there's a lot of people that, that like that part of it but i'm sure there are some that are like wait a second you yeah. know this is ncaa tournament not not you know a district or a regional type thing so sure. i don't know just some Interesting thoughts on that one. They they just have not. I mean, when you when you watch the, they get awesome attendance for the final four. Uh, mm-hmm. But when you know you watch the television coverage on the Sweet Sixteens and the Elite Eights, and and they have nice crowds, but it's not. They're not filling arenas or even anywhere close in a lot of these regionals on mm-hmm. these neutral courts where fans are 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 going to travel to watch them play and and travel great distance, like you know. Uh, Indiana is going either, you know, they're having the two site thing this year with Greensboro and Seattle, I believe, um, which I think will help with attendance because they'll have four teams at, at each site or wait, eight teams at each site. So that, that will help with attendance. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, I think, I still think we're probably five ish uh, and again i don't know I, i'm just ballparking here off the top of my head i think the women's game is growing by leaps and bounds i think players mm-hmm. like Aliyah boston and uh caitlin clark and the gal from villanova who's really really good her name escapes me right now oh, maddie segris yeah um you know indiana's a very entertaining team to play virginia tech's really you know so i i think the level in play keeps getting better and better and better uh, I, I just I think that they're they're probably still a few years away from just being able to go pure neutral site and make it. You know, it's 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 an exciting. You know, it was an exciting atmosphere watching the Iowa game yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, watching Carter's team play at Virginia Tech, that place was packed to the rim. There wasn't an empty seat in the entire place. So uh, I think all in all, and and I think there's part of still. Uh, we've worked really hard this year and we deserve a little advantage. If, if we've had that great of a regular season, I, I don't think that there's necessarily a ton wrong with that. Um, but in a perfect world, if it's a pure tournament, yeah, it'd be great to have those neutral sites. I just don't know if the attendance would be high enough to, to make that happen. So it's, 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 it's 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 a tough tough situation for the NCAA uh, because they are dependent on attendance and those and those that that money and that that television coverage and they the NCAA doesn't want to televise games where maybe it's a half filled arena you know you can have seven thousand people watching Iowa and Georgia let's say in uh, Louisville Kentucky or you can have fifteen thousand five hundred going absolutely bonkers in Iowa City. You know, so it's 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 a it's a tough conundrum for the NCAA, in my opinion. You know, the other thing that I thought was interesting too, and I didn't, I don't think I learned this until yesterday, is they're playing the uh, Division One Final Four and then the national champion uh, for Division Two and Division Three, all in the same city. Oh, for the women? Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. Yep, I think I heard that yesterday, if I remember correctly. Is it Dallas? Is that where they're playing? I am not 100% sure on that. Okay. I think that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. That's a great idea and that will help grow the women's game as well. I think that's I think that's an awesome idea. So, um all right, Tony, anything else, mate? No, I'm uh-huh. just excited for the the tournament's, you know, 
watching here a little bit in terms of the uh, see who's going to make it to the Sweet 16, but just ready for the tournament to see who's going to punch their tickets, both men and women, for the Final Four. That'll be that'll be exciting as the week progresses. Yeah, it should be a heck of a weekend. It should be a heck of a weekend coming up here. So, um, well, hey, uh, episode number thirty, the Ken Griffey Jr. episode, uh, individual postseason meetings, uh, just a lot of good stuff that uh, Tony and I put together here tonight. Uh, really enjoyed the conversation. Uh, again, folks, get signed up for the Append and Napkin Clinic. Uh, it's going to be, well, by the time you hear this, it's going to be a week from tomorrow. So you need to get your stuff in. Give me a heads up. You can DM me. You can email me. Uh, so just, just let me know uh, and, and get your get your check in. It's, it's a great clinic. It's an affordable clinic. Hopefully Tony will, will get out ahead of his studies and and uh, he'll be over here as well. And, and uh, we just got a great bunch of uh, speakers lined up. And, and I think it's going to be a really, really good uh, thing for you to come in and make yourself a better coach. Once again, we forgot to get Chad Angel on the ep- on the episode again. Chad, my apologies. We'll try to get you on episode number 31, buddy. So, coaches, as always, let's be sure to own our craft one day.